be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Upon these two laws hang all, upon these two commands hang all the law and the prophets.
Let us pray. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins, and give us, we beseech thee, the liberty of that abundant life which thou hast manifested to us in thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask me of righteous judgments, they delight to draw near to God. Why have we fasted, and thou seest it not? Why have we humbled ourselves, and thou takest no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast you seek your own pleasure, and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel, to fight, and to hit with wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a man to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a rush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your home? When you see the naked, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, Here I am. If you take away from the midst of you the yoke, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire with good things and make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters fail not, and your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. The word of the Lord.
A reading from Paul's first letter to the Christians in Corinth. When I came to you, brethren, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in much fear and trembling, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet among the mature we do not impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age, or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glorification. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor heart of man conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what person knows a man's thoughts except the spirit of the man in which is in him? so also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have understood the gifts bestowed upon us by God, and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who possess the Spirit. The unspiritual man does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man judges all things, but is humble to be judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The word of the Lord. Savior Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. 
Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Think not that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But he who does them and teaches them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord of Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why have we fasted, and thou seest it not? Why have we humbled ourselves, and thou takest no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Isaiah chapter 58. This morning, brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus Christ, we hear the words of the prophet Isaiah. And in this brief section we, we read this morning, near the book's end, Isaiah issues an oracle concerning the struggle for a new temple and a new leadership when the Israelites come out of Babylonian captivity and exile. He's looking forward to the rebuilding of Israel. Isaiah laments the difficulty of raising up leadership. And as proof of this difficulty, he relays the words and the judgment of God on a particular aspect of the life of Israel, that of fasting and ritual worship. The religious and cultic practices of the people of Israel, especially within its leadership, had caused serious offense to God. God accuses the Israelites and their leadership of empty and meaningless ritual. That is to say, God is not pleased with the things the people of Israel offer to him. The Israelites are worshiping and fasting, to be sure, but all of that worship and fasting and piety is offensive to God because all of the ritual and fasting and piety is meaningless because of how the people live their lives outside of worship. 
Those God accuses would fast, and that with great pomp and circumstance. They would lay down their head like bulrushes and lie around in sackcloth and ashes like the residents of Nineveh in the book of Jonah. With a great and fervent zeal, these people would go to the temple and spend countless hours, even days, trying to atone for their sins and wrongdoings, and they would humiliate themselves very publicly. They would push their bodies and souls to the absolute limit in an effort to prove to God that they were serious about their commitment to Him. But yet, even with all of the pomp and circumstance, even with the great and public showings of humiliation, even with astonishing feats of willpower, the Lord is disgusted. The Lord is disgusted with them because what they are offering is unacceptable, useless. Isaiah speaks the words of God. Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into your home, when you see the naked to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? So. The Lord is disgusted with these leaders and worshipers because while they fast and make great pomp about it, they don't care for the poor and the hungry. Now, several conclusions have been drawn from this. The first one is that all the pomp and the circumstance that is being done in the temple is displeasing to the Lord in and of itself and should be done away with entirely. And there are some Christian communities that have done so. But I think that's very hard to prove. All throughout the record of the Old Testament, even the words of Jesus, God has called on his people to make great pomp and circumstance. He orders his priests to dress and act in a certain way. He orders great feasts to be kept to remember certain events in the life of Israel. He orders great and public showings of penance to be kept to remember other events. So it's very hard to say that what the leadership is doing is offensive just because it's a ritual or rite, just because it is great pomp and circumstance. Now, another conclusion that has been drawn is that all of this ritual and fasting is nothing more than for show. That is to say, that these folks really don't love God, nor do they really care about what they're doing. It's just a show. And again, I think that's hard to prove. It's obvious through their encounters that they do love God and that they are trying very hard to please God, which is why they are going to such great lengths and spending untold amounts of time on worship and ritual. So I propose another thesis, that God is disgusted with them because they refuse to connect ritual and fasting to their life outside of worship. The rituals and rites and feasts and fasts of worship are meant to please God first and foremost. And in the act of pleasing God and performing these rituals and fasts and rites, the people are supposed to be convicted, to be transformed and made new. These people were supposed to encounter these things and connect them to every aspect of their lives, but they failed to do so. Looking at their fasting in particular, it was supposed to have two effects. One was for the faster to show God physically that they were serious. They were serious about their commitment to God, both spiritually and bodily. 
Now, the second effect of fasting is this. It allows comfortable people to share the fate of the hungry poor. And from this comfortable person being afflicted, from this hunger, they are to look to God and be awakened to the knowledge that God is a source of life and nourishment and blessing. So then to keep fasts and then neglect the poor, neglect the hungry, perverted their religious practice. What they do, what God asks of them is meant to transform them, is meant to call them into action in the rest of their life. When they would fast, when they would come to know what it meant to be hungry, when they would experience the fate of those who lacked food, it was meant to bring them into solidarity with the less fortunate. It was meant to connect them to God's creation and to increase their concern for others. But yet, these refused to see God's blessing and God's mercy upon themselves and extended to others as they were required. And thusly, they perverted religion. This morning's passage from Isaiah, beloved, is not a mere history lesson. It has as much to say to us today as it did to the Israelites way back then. It has many connections to what we do here on a regular basis. To begin with, our Lord himself uses this particular passage of the prophet Isaiah chapter 58 when he speaks of the conditions for the final judgment in Matthew's 25th chapter. Is this not the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into your house, and when you see the naked, to cover it? These acts of kindness and mercy and love and generosity are what the Lord God required then and is what the Lord Jesus Christ requires of us today. We gathered here today are also a people who engage in fasting and pomp and circumstance and liturgies and rites, a people who enter into a sacred drama with God. With every fast we enter into, with every creed we speak, with every Eucharist we celebrate, with every sacred drama we act out, God calls us deeper. God calls us into a deeper relationship with Him. God assures us of forgiveness. God gives us his grace. God shows to us his blessings. And when we ourselves fast, when we pray for others, when we commit ourselves to the love of God in Christ, we should also be committing ourselves to the care of those in this world, to the hungry poor and the homeless, to the unloved, to those who know not our Lord Jesus Christ. The words Isaiah spoke are just as relevant for us today as they ever were. If we come to this liturgy, if we give ourselves to the practice of religion and do not live it out in the world, then we are perverting our religion. We are perverting our relationship with the Almighty. And we are disgusting God. So then, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, our Lord, let us be very mindful of what we do within the liturgy. Let us be mindful of the gifts God has given us, of the grace and the love and the mercy and the forgiveness and every blessing. And let us not forget 
that just as those gifts have been given us by God, we are to give of ourselves back to God and to others. May the fasts and the rituals we offer to God convict us, convert us, and consecrate us so that we are Christ's alone and we become his presence in this world. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest, especially Zoe Bush. Let the light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. That they may also come share in your heavenly Let us pray for our own needs and those of others, for the aged 
and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, for the sick and the suffering, especially Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, Steve Beatty, Gina Benigno, Suzanne Boyd, Janine and Harry Bush, Billy Bradford, Beth Boykin, Donna Buchanan, Yomi Khan, Lucia Seraldo, Dolores Clark, Beth Cleaver, Susie Dearman, Vance Fricky, Kay McAllister, Ruth Howell, Emily Lauren Ishi, Clementa Ivano, Leroy Jensen, Bonnie Jones, Tim Killen, Luke Leggett, Mary Lou Lott, Patrick McAllister, Mike McGinnis, Johnny McLeod, Karen Mahan, Jean Miller, Michael Mitchell, June Morris, Michael Myrick, Adrian O'Neill, Kyle Pearson, Carol Prevost, Norman Rowe, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Barbara Seals, Steve Shepard, Robert Smith, Tony Stiles, Donald Lee Stringer, Henry Temple, L. H. Walker, Ramona Walters, Nettie and Gary West, Milton Wheeler, Harvey Wright, Joe Beth Young, and those whom we now name. For your handmaids with child, especially Jane Blake, Anna Henson, Dolphine Harlow Johnson, Kendall Phillips, Jessica McQueen, Seamus, and Elizabeth Wilson Harris. For those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Shauna Anderson, Andrea Milham, Elizabeth Malloy, Mattie Grace Rich, Mary Catherine Rogers, Carolyn Rogers, sorry, Jeanette Walker, Joan West, Joe Wilson, and Brian Touchstone. For those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Laura and Ray Palmer, Susan and Charles Reeder, and Holly and Chris Wilson. Also for the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Baldazard, John Brewer, Michael Boothler, Mark Carter, Will Chandler, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jarmillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner, and Mark Walters. O Lord, because being compassed with infirmities, we oftentimes sin and ask for pardon. Help us to forgive as we would be forgiven, neither mentioning old offenses committed against us, nor dwelling upon them in thought, nor being influenced by them in heart, but loving our brother freely as thou freely lovest us. For Christ's sake, amen. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge you that our sins and 
Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of His great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto Him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you into everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the word of God to all who truly turn to Him. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. If any man sins, we have an advocate with the Father, even Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is a perfect offering for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Please stand. Peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with thy spirit. You ring a bell like a man. No, you like it. Yeah. Yeah, you can come on down there. After you say peace to him, man. Peace, man. I already said peace to you. Peace. Sir, hail of peace. Peace, man, and grace. Good, good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to, to uh, St. John's on this fifth Sunday after the Epiphany. It's great to see you all with us today. Uh, we have a few upcoming events I'd like to, to uh, share with you. The first is a joint concert effort between uh, involving our choir and then the, the choir of St. Philip's in Jackson. It's entitled On Her Earth As It Is In Heaven. That will be February 22nd at 6 p.m. It's really a wonderful opportunity to come and hear sacred music throughout the ages in a non-liturgical setting. Uh, it is something to be heard, so I do commend it to you all and, and, and hope as many of you as possible will be able to make that. Uh, also, uh, we should all be uh, aware of and working toward uh, the Running on Faith 5K and One Mile Fun Run. Uh, some of you, uh, there's been some questions. You're welcome to walk the 5K. You do not have to run it. Uh, but we have training schedules and things on the back table and we're uh, gearing up for this. And so if, if you would like to help sponsor the race or sponsor a, a person, there's ways to do that. There's all sorts of information on the back table in the church or uh, by the business offices. And it's also online. So I do commend that to you. It's a wonderful uh, discipline and helps us get healthy and raise money for local uh, charitable outreach pro projects. So it's a very good thing. And I think that's that's all that is really pressing. We'll, we will continue this afternoon at 6 p.m. with um, with EYC, and I think we have, we have a we have a, someone supplying dinner, right? Oh, so we got someone cooking dinner. So one Sunday I don't have to say that. Uh, and at this time, I want to ask all the, the members of the Honduras Medical Mission to, to, to come forward, so so we can bless them and send them off. Uh, as they all walk forward, I will tell you that 
Uh, we have spent a great, great deal of time, effort, and energy this past year getting ourselves ready uh, to go. We, we had over 4,000 4, pounds of medicine that we shipped out uh, that the EYC and families helped pack. We had people working on the accounting of, of raising money for, for this huge, huge project. Uh, and so it's, it's been a lot, a lot of work by a lot, a lot of us here at St. John's and it's uh, wonderful to see this finally come to fruition. Now, uh, George will leave when Thursday, Thursday uh, and then the rest of our team from the parish will leave Saturday morning. Uh, so they'll be gone for the week, not, not tomorrow, but they have one more this week they'll leave. So please keep them all in your prayers. We have one more, uh, one or two more sign-up slots uh, that are available for, for people. We, our prayer day is Friday, uh, Saturday when they leave. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but you can look out there uh, to, to, to uh, do that. So it's a really wonderful thing to pray for them. So I, I want to give them all a, a round of applause before we do this. So. It is, it is no small thing to be able to take a, a week out of, out of everyone's busy schedules and go and give themselves to, the, to, to some of the poorest in the world. So let us all keep them in our prayers and bless them. So if y'all all sort of gather in the middle here. Um, we do not have, uh, we were supposed to have crosses. Uh, we do have crosses, but they're still in the kiln uh, doing that. So we'll bless them sort of in absentia. So uh, if, if ever, I know we always kneel for prayers, but if I could ask everyone to stand for, for these prayers and this blessing. We will go ahead uh, in, in, the, in the bulletin and, and continue there. So, our help is in the name of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Bless, O Lord Jesus Christ, these thy crosses whereby thou didst deliver the world from the power of the devil and didst by thy passion overcome the tempter to sin who rejoiced in the fall of the first man by his eating of the fruit of the forbidden tree. Be those signs of the crosses that shall be used on the Honduras medical mission hallowed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And may all who shall for the Lord's sake wear or pray before those crosses find health of body and soul through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. So now we will bless the team. Our help is in the name of the Lord who hath made heaven and earth. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, our Savior, who willest that all men should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, whose heart is made glad in the care and love of the poor and infirm, prosper, we pray thee, these our brothers and sisters departing for Honduras. Protect them in all perils, support them in lowliness and in the hour of trial. Give them grace to bear faithful witness unto thee, that they may bring health of body and soul to those to whom they go, and endue them with a burning zeal in love that they may turn many to righteousness and finally obtain a crown of glory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So again, our Honduras Medical Mission team for, for this year, let's give them another round of applause and keep them in our prayers. Yes. So if they take their seat, this is the flag uh, that, that, that the team takes. It's the Episcopal uh, church flag that, that is the Honduras medical team. So it, it'll be around. Uh, you'll see that throughout the coming year. So uh, I think that's it. Subscribe to the Lord, the honor to his name, bring offerings and come into his courts.
holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for the grace and the mercy and the blessings of God that he has bestowed upon us. May we remember those blessings always and do our best to share them with others. Special intentions are offered this day for the Honduras Medical Mission of the Diocese of Mississippi and especially those who depart from this parish family. May God's mercy and grace be with them as well. And may the protection of the holy angels go before and behind them. And may they return safely from their mission. We also offer special intentions for the children of this world, remembering especially those who are unwanted and unloved, neglected and abused for those who go to sleep hungry. And may the soul of Zoe Bush and the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, according to the institution of thy dearly beloved Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we, thy humble servants, do celebrate and make here before thy divine majesty with these thy holy gifts, which we now offer unto thee, the memorial thy Son hath commanded us to make, having in remembrance his blessed passion and precious death, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, rendering unto thee most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the same. And we most humbly beseech thee, O merciful Father, to hear us, and of thy almighty goodness vouchsafe to bless and sanctify with thy word and Holy Spirit these thy gifts and creatures of bread and wine, that we receiving them according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that we and all others who shall be partakers of this holy communion May worthily receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son, Jesus Christ, be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction, and made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses, through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen.
not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord. Trust in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercy. Neither are not worthy so much as the ever of the comes under thy table. But thou art the same Lord, who promised thee all ways to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to be the flesh of thy dear Son.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we most Christ, the Son of God, born of Mary, fill you with his grace to trust his promises and obey his will. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you this day and remain with you always.
Lord be with you. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.